with her in a Tennessee town and he's fine. I think I lost my mind and my wasted time. I'm dreaming alone in a hotel bed and he's mine. Welcome everyone to episode three of Politics on the Rocks. I'm your favorite asshole, Nick LaRosa. And across from me, beautiful ass smile, we got the the motorboating, the fly fishing, the poon slaying, and redfish slaying, Cameron Hunnicky. What's hey. up? And to my caddy corner, to my right hand, my northeast direction, we got Bookie. Good night. <laughs> the awkward kid who sits in the corner and... Touches himself. Anyway, <laughs> and we have the Biden hating, the 66th and 60, 60 and 58th resident, Chris, the What's homeless up? guy. How's it going? All right. Well, welcome, everybody. How was everyone's week, man? Everyone have a good week? Good that weekend? That was a uh, worthy introduction. Yeah. It's, yes, it, thank you. Yeah, we're working on it. We're uh, perfecting we're our craft, you know? That's it. That's it. My week was good. I just want to tell everybody, June 9th, since we're... Uh, we're part of north korea now if you haven't heard what you didn't hear uh jimmy kimmel's bit uh i don't listen to that dickhead neither do i but <laughs> I he, he called him. florida uh the north korea of the united states so nice how because we're the most free i don't know but <laughs> that's gotta be the night, it's counterintuitive to me but <laughs> yeah yeah exactly anyway uh, um intro song he's fine by the secret sisters and that was cameron's request for the evening mm. Good song. Yeah, Good song. we're gonna we got some things on the schedule. We're gonna be talking about um, Daddy D, Ronnie Dizzle, uh, Ron DeSantis. He's uh, he's asking the government for permission, like a good little American he is, for permission to start importing Canadian prescription drugs to help Florida residents get some cheaper prescriptions. Canadian drugs are so much better. So mm-hmm. much better, dude. You ever had some? Canadian blow or they're so plate, <laughs> yeah. I'd Canadian black tar. What do you have to say, I feel like someone has to make a joke about there being like maple syrup in it or something. Yeah. Or <laughs> oh, you're the you're the Mary Canuck Poppins. man. Get after it. Oh, the Canadian bacon is better. Yeah. Right? Was can was Mary Poppins Canadian? That was just maple syrup. She was giving those kids. I have no idea what okay. you're talking about. Mary to be Poppins honest with was you. a Nazi, wasn't she? Not probably, <laughs> but no, a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down. Oh, that's your reference. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Sorry. All right. Maybe she was <laughs> show, like, showing my age. Kids. Who knows? And then we're also going to be talking about um, the what's the fucking other topic? Uh, the transgender <laughs> yeah. sports yes. bill. Yes. The the what is it? The Protecting Women's Sports Act yeah. or bill, whatever, right. however yep. you want to call it. Well, as tradition, oh, bookie. As tradition, me, as, huh? Yeah, as tradition carries us forward. Hey, we didn't give this guy a prop. Yeah, let's, let's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah give him tonight. a shout out. Yeah, go ahead. What are we drinking, Cam? How would you say that? <laughs> Cam has a hard time reading. <laughs> Is it Mikers or Mitchers? I think it's Mitchers. I think Mitchers? it's Mitchers. Mitchers yeah. Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Yeah, it's tasty. It's got some heat on the finish. It's yeah. kind of nice. Smooth, Is though. this a US1 on it? Let me see. I don't know if it's US1 or like US We Are One. Yeah, I think it's just... Oh. I don't U.S. Think number one. Anyways, <laughs> what is our, what are what are our thoughts on this guy? I I like it so far. It's yeah. got a really smooth head, if that's the proper terminology, <laughs> and a very it's got a, it's got a, a little heat on the finish. I yeah, mean, it's good. It's heat, but it's real smooth. At the yeah, end. it's very nice. It kind of ends abruptly, but it's nice. Yeah, it goes good with this uh, 
Sun-grown Maduro Rocky Patel. This is a delicious cigar. You know, just like mm. anybody, after we've done it like a couple times, now we're experts. Yeah. So I figured, why not? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all the Bitcoin um, and cryptocurrency experts. All I did I did get some clarification on what uh, what a bourbon actually is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, one second. I'm trying to pull it up here. I thought I had it. But... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay. All right, so so basically the the only rules are it's a little more complicated than I than I thought, but uh, so it has to be produced in the U.S. So it doesn't matter if it's from Kentucky or not. Mm. Um, it's got to be a minimum of fifty one percent corn, so it's mostly a corn. for whiskey, right? For bourbon. Oh, for bourbon. Okay. Yeah, and um, and then you can mix other you know stuff such as rye, wheat, and malted barley, uh, but it has to be at least fifty one percent corn. And then uh, there's rules about like what uh, what proof it needs to be when it's distilled. So it's got to be no higher than 160 proof when it's distilled, and it's got to be aged in brand new charred oak barrels. And at that point, it has to be no more than 120 proof. And then when you bottle it, it has to be a minimum of 80 proof. <laughs> so wow. there's a whole like uh, throughout the process, it has to meet. So what you're saying is we're getting gypped like. A lot of proof. <laughs> a ton of proof. They halved the proof. Yeah, that's some oh, bullshit. Man. Yeah, um, it's actually clear when it's distilled. It's the charred oak barrels mm-hmm. that gives it yeah. its, uh, its dark color. A lot of people don't know that. And if you don't know that, you're an idiot. And now you know, so you're not no, an idiot anymore. Kidding. You're not yeah, an idiot. That's it. Yeah. Hey, heads up. Manatees are native. <laughs> okay. They are. They are. They are but oh, the idiot. name of the manatee is the Indian manatee. Ah. So that's a little misleading. The Just Indian saying. manatee. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. the Indian river? No, like okay. uh, like <laughs> like it like from India. Oh, okay. I yeah. just don't it out there. Nice. Well, hey, well, that's good information. Uh, good following information. up our, our last episode. But it doesn't mean... Uh, we shouldn't kill them. <laughs> and we should definitely still kill them. Yeah, Nate, it would <laughs> actually kind of be fitting, no? Yeah, hey. Oh. 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 Too far? All right, what's our first subject? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, go ahead, book. Let's get into this. Yeah, so first we're going to talk about the prescription yep. bill. All right. Yep, yep. So I think we'll probably spend the most time on that one. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good one. So it's a CS or HB19, so either in the Congress or uh, Senate. Senate. Uh, it was signed in actually 2019. So in 2019, the bill was passed through the Senate of Florida and then signed by DeSantis. And it established uh, two programs that could import possibly – uh, pharmaceuticals. Um, the first one was through Canada, and the second one was just a broad international. Right. Um, so, uh, and again, all this is contingent on federal approval. So, this federal government has pretty much like ninety eight percent say on anything pharmaceutical related, especially when it comes to drugs. So, anytime a state wants to do something, they either have to get approval if there's ability to, which through this law, there's like a little loophole that I can't remember if it was either put in place through the Trump administration or before that. But um, so that no one's used it since it's been put in place. I think Florida was one of the first. Now a couple of states are kind of right behind trying to get it through. And as far as I can tell, what's happening now or what's been a, not approved but semi-approved by the federal government is the Canada version of it. As far as I don't know, the international part of the bill has not been talked about since it's been put through. Mm-hmm. So, and they're still waiting for full approval from uh, the Biden administration for it to go through. Okay. 
So everything's set up. Um, the most recent update was they had that facility in Central Florida that was built. I forget which company helped build it. Supposedly it's all FDA approved. It's going to store all the pharmaceuticals right. that will they distribute. Well, and go. again, this is all for cheaper medicine and drugs for some Florida citizens. Some. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. You know? So in the bill, to just to put this bluntly, this is a state-run pharma- pharmacy pretty much. So this will only relate to people who get drugs through state programs. Um, right. Oh, like Medicare. Yeah, like Medicaid. Um, through uh, prisons, uh, people who are orphans or through family programs, and a couple, like one or other one, I can't remember. Um, but Medicaid actually, if this goes through currently, it'll take a little while for Medicaid to catch up to it for whatever reason. Not sure if that's a supply thing, right? What, what it might be, but so this is only for people on state programs, right? So when I was looking into this, I don't know if you guys came across the same sort of stuff. But uh, Canadians aren't really psyched about this idea. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. They don't really like this idea. They think that it's going to drive their. Well, it's going to force them to be against their own price control system, right? Understandably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like um, it, it is kind of an odd scenario because they're they're negotiating prices for what they're buying medicine for through their uh, government-run healthcare system, right? And then. <laughs> We're and then the U.S. is coming in and saying, "Oh yeah, we'll buy them for that price." Yeah. Like, <laughs> this yeah. is exactly what I was thinking. Like, so our system isn't working because of multiple reasons. I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. But so let's go to Canada, where the government regulates the prices and get it from <laughs> them. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's like bananas. Yeah. 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 One of the things I like, I saw a lot of articles like you were saying that were just, you know, people saying. Uh, basically it was people saying that this wasn't the answer to the U.S.'s drug problems. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. And in one of the articles that I read, it was, um, you know, they they obtained, uh, Reuters obtained papers from the Canadian government that actually instructed their politicians to say that, uh, you know, it wasn't the silver bullet that we were looking for, that the U.S. was looking for. Yeah. So I, I think you're seeing a lot of that, like, just play out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I agree, though. I think our healthcare system's so broken. I mean, this isn't, like, some magical, some crazy, you know, like, idea that's going to revolutionize the way yeah. that we do healthcare here. I mean, no. to short Daddy D's point, like, I mean, not point, but to Daddy T's, like, defense, <laughs> not that I want to give him any, but. There's not much he can do, unfortunately, because right, federal so heavily has, is federal regulated, and they have preemption over most laws that have to do with drug prices or drug control. Yeah, so yeah. this is like a very small loophole that, again, will only if it goes through, help a very small amount of people for only certain drugs. Yeah, and that's the the thing is that the the whole bureaucratic web that exists right now around pharmaceuticals it just creates this environment where I mean, talk to any doctor. There's literally shortages of saline, like every other month. Like we can't produce enough uh, sterilized water and salt in a bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's yeah. some sort of underlying problem here. Clearly, yeah. Uh, when you know the most developed country in the world can't produce salt bags, salt water bags yeah. <laughs> yeah. fast enough. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think a lot of people found out when COVID first hit. How weak our system really is. That and that a lot of our prescription drugs aren't even, I don't want to say made here, 
but the factories aren't here. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, there's like, right. I mean, there's like over 134,000 foreign manufacturers. We imported in 2018. We imported 18.2 percent of all prescription drugs drugs across the world. <laughs> that's a that's a lot. That's more than double the next highest Jeez. importer of prescription drugs. That's cr- that's that's nuts. We also paid the highest price, and we also put out the most tax money for it. Not surprising. To throw yeah, some, for... some more numbers at you. Numbers. Yeah, we, Give we, us we, the numbers. We, we don't want to be one of those podcasts that yeah, but, just lists off a bunch of numbers. But I think but here's is, the numbers. I think it's important in these kind of topics, though, because... <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. Because, yeah, you kind of have to. Uh, I mean, but we're... So the U.S. makes up le- a little bit less than 5% of the total world population, but in terms of... Um, demand for uh pharmaceutical drugs we make up uh just over 50 percent of Jesus. worldwide usage yeah we like our drugs <laughs> yeah so that's it man that's another thing that's a whole other subject almost yeah well yeah yeah the opioid crisis now yeah, yeah. i think we should mention too the reason obviously and that the scientist wants to do this is obviously for cheaper drugs mm-hmm. because one Again, all this program is going to help is the state bought drugs that the state has to pay for. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, obviously, I'm glad the state wants cheaper drugs. They don't take more tax money, I guess, or they can allocate that tax money to other things. But why are our drugs so expensive? Mm. Yeah, that's that's a, uh, a very, like, as I kind of got more involved in the, you know, this type of objective, open-minded thinking and getting away from that two-party tribal kind of mindset yeah that's like a extremely reoccurring issue i i've noticed since i've gotten into this is we have a tendency in this country to look at the symptoms and not the root of the problems that you know our country faces for sure Mm -hmm. so it's like you have the government that steps in that they try to mitigate you know i air quote tries they try to mitigate whatever social issue, whether it's a social issue or a health, you know, whatever, all these these social issues. And then it's those, you know, government interferences that create more issues. And it's like it's like a, a never ending. Yeah. Like cycle. It, it, so when I was doing research, research on this, that's exactly what I ran into. Yeah. It was like, OK, well, you know, just for instance, like. We'll give the uh, companies that develop the drug a seven-year exclusive right to sell the drug, whatever, right? So yeah. they give them like sort of like a, a patent kind of idea, and then, and then they they went beyond that, and, and and they have loopholes around around like extending that, right? Because they want to make as much money as they can off, yeah. off of the drug, right? Of course. But then, but then it's like okay. Now, how do we stop them from doing that? So now you now they develop now they implement another bill. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. it's like, but Layers. you were the one that caused the first issue. Yeah, you know, it's like more government, more government, more. You know, like more laws, more. You know, it's like what are we doing? Just stacking that pile higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it just compounds the issue. You know. Yeah, tenfold every time they implement this, you know, whatever they end up implementing. And, and right. one of the major, you know, problems that people bring up all the time in the pharmaceutical industry is like the borderline monopolies that exist in that industry, and you know, it gets to a point where there's so much, such a huge burden on producing these drugs that nobody can ever possibly enter this market. 
Right. Except yeah. for Pfizer and these companies that can afford these J&J, regulatory Moderna. burdens. Right. So, and a lot of that's not to cut you off, but a lot of that is because of the government subsidies. How do you compete mm-hmm. with somebody who's getting billions from the federal government? Right. Like you said, how do you enter that market? Yeah, it's you, crazy. Yeah, you almost – I mean, you, you can't. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's that and then obviously, you know, go back to like regulation bad. You know, the regulation over like drugs in general is just like reading into that was just ginormous. Mm-hmm. So like companies have to go through their typical like, you know, if you're looking at it from like a scientific point of view, you know, you do your 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 data like organizing, kind of figure out, okay, will this work? Then you do pre preclinical trials, which is like do it on or- small organisms, you do it on animals, figure out if this is going to work in the the way you want it to. Then you do clinical trials, which is like on small groups of humans, mm. to figure out if this is going to actually work again towards what you're looking for. And then once you get to that point, which I would agree that's what you should do, right? Yeah. Then that's when the FDA steps in, and then you have to start like building out these ginormous, you know, air quotes binders. Of information, all this data that you've given, then the FDA takes about who knows how long to go through that binder. Yeah, and then they have their own committees that once you've been approved to go through this other committee that then looks through it again and then sees, oh, okay, well we don't like this or you know this needs to be looked at. I mean, what the typical time frame is like seven to ten years from a yeah. drug from. Mm-hmm. Which so I, I, I was going to say, when the vaccine was coming out, I remember that being what people were saying, that seven years was like a typical minimum time frame for this type of stuff. So yeah. Then, what yeah. I, so I, I found a few numbers on this, and what I found was actually from development to market, it's like actually 12 years. It's a 12-year process, right? For for vaccines or just in general? Just drugs. Pharmaceuticals, okay. Yeah, pharmaceuticals. And, um, and so this is what I found. Uh, this is, I found this pretty interesting, but... Only one in, hold on, sorry, what? Mike. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I was like, why are you touching me? <laughs> <laughs> only five in 5,000 make it to human testing, and only one of them become, uh, one. only one of them actually go to market, right? So, and, and this process takes about 12 years, right? The other thing that I found kind of interesting is the cost to bring a, a drug to the market is the median price, so average. some less, some more, right? An average price of nine hundred eighty-five million dollars. Oh my! So I, so you know, that's I, crazy. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, we want to like naturally kind of attack the drug companies and say like they're in the wrong, and they do do some sketchy stuff. Don't get me wrong; right. I'm not in any way defending them, but mm-hmm. that's like a lot of money. Oh, and yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. Right. Just right. Wasted resources at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Insane. Yeah. I mean, I saw similar, you know, similar numbers like that. And it's like, I think I saw maybe like a f- pharmaceutical group put out like it was like 2.6 billion from like idea to like pharmaceutical like shelves. And then I saw like FDA put out like maybe 1.3. Regardless, mm-hmm. that is unfathomable amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. For a company to put out and to put into place for something that at the beginning may not even come to fruition yeah <laughs> like, right yeah. right There's and no i mean guarantee. to be clear like wh- when i say wasted resources like yeah even in a totally free market there would be pharmaceutical companies that would you know use resources to try and make a medicine that fails but the you know they wouldn't be paying multiple people a hundred thousand dollars a year to fill out a binder of information <laughs> that, yeah you know may or may not 
I don't know. Yeah, and it, it, what, I mean, this is something I'm trying to remember too. Like one of the craziest things that when I was reading up, like how the FDA goes through it all. Again, there's so many like lists they check off, but at the end, so there's like this committee of like governmental experts that look through it all and they give their opinion, and then there's like FDA supervisor who has the final say. From what I read on the FDA website, at least that's how I read it. Who can like says yes or no if that drug goes through. <laughs> <laughs> right, so all of that, and it still comes down to one person. Yeah. Well, in a sense, one person. Yeah, exactly. Again, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe 60, 50% of the time, they align with whatever the group or committee says. Mm-hmm. But still, that is just a humongous waste of, again, like resources. Yeah. For everything to hinder. And again, we know government, right? What if he was a Super lobbyist efficient. before, and now this company was someone he was against or for? Yeah. Right. That can yeah. sway something, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, but we should just make. Healthcare for all, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I read something that um, man, I wish I, I wish I wrote it down so I could. I, I hate you know quoting people without knowing who said it, but basically, if we doubled all federal income tax and it was another tax, federal tax, federal income, and uh, whatever it is, we still wouldn't be even scratching the surface of like being able to give health care to everybody in the country. I believe it. Right. Yeah. Based on the prices right now. Yeah. <laughs> ba- right. Based on the prices. Right. 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 Well, a lot of people don't understand, like, Canada, A lot. maybe maybe you guys do know this, but they have, you know, price control. Like like you were saying, Bucky, they negotiate the, you know, the federal government, the Canada's federal government, negotiates the prices with the pharmaceutical companies, and there's price controlling. What a lot of people don't understand is, they are able to have that because we don't. Because we oh another another thing to note about the Canadian system is it's it's not. I don't believe there's. I don't know if there is a federal system or not, but the the healthcare systems are run on a provincial basis. So it's like a, a state. So every state has their own um, healthcare system, but they all. I think they all maybe operate under the Canadian, you know, right? Rules the federal or guidelines or something. But yeah, they all have their own. Uh, yeah, we're system. but we're we're the highest, the highest. Um, I, I guess innovators is the best way to put it. No, for sure. They, you know what I mean? Like they're piggybacking off of what we do, so you know it's so we earn those cheap drugs, right? It, we're we're basically picking up the slack <laughs> for them for yeah. them having price control and not be talking about the pharmaceutical company that's a good point right yeah because we're innovating it right we're we're the we're the leading innovators in drugs whether you know you could argue that you know what the drugs we're making are good or bad that's besides the point we're still putting out more money than any other country for research and development and Mm -hmm. making drugs in general yeah and like cam said you know one view of this is you look at you know depending if you're on the government side or big pharma side which I would say we are neither. Yeah. But like, you look at one side, like, well, big pharma, you know, has this monopoly because they have the exclusivity for drugs, and that means you know, generic brand or generics can't come out, which is usually like sixty percent of the brand drug. Right. And then the rest is kind of like whatever, mm-hmm. and typically that works fine for most people, and they can't do that until that exclusivity runs out. Again, like Cam said, that's because the FDA has put that into law, or someone has that. The companies can have that, but the companies also get a patent when they first start. I think preclinical trials, or even before that. Mm. Like I think it's just a general patent, and I think that lasts like about twenty years. So the the companies lobbied for the ex- exclusivity 
mm-hmm. to right. go on. Because by the time they went through the FDA approval, they only had like six years left of their patent. Right. Right. And to recoup that money would be almost like, you know, how high would those prices be? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely a double-edged sword where it's like, it's not Big Pharma's fault completely. And it's not, I mean, I would say it's the government's it, fault completely. It's, but it's both, right? Yeah, it's a double. It, it's a, yeah. It, and that, that's, that's what I found is when I was looking into it that it's, you can't, you can't, you can't blame one or the other. You have to blame both of them, right? Because you have Big Pharma doing like shady stuff where they're like manipulating the system and uh, as that, our governments allowed. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that our governments allowed, right? And said, okay, you know, and I, one of the things that I was looking into too was like, and I don't want to get too like libertarian utopia utopia talk where we're talking about like if things were this way this is how it would work but like like even like the idea of like a patent it's kind of a ridiculous idea i think patents are ridiculous well they i mean you should you should a should as a free market person think that they're ridiculous right because you know it it, it interferes with like uh the idea competition well property rights yeah right i mean why why can't somebody with their own body with their own human in the mind come up with something you know what i'm saying yeah. use the same you know so there's a lot there's a lot to that you know but uh but yeah it, it's both they're intertwined you know what i'm saying they're very much intertwined yeah yeah i think the big one of the biggest things that patents do and now we're on the you know intellectual property talk but right kind of running off track but the um the main things that they do is they like they prevent someone that could possibly come along and say, oh, yeah, like, and it's, like, maybe just the one little piece of their puzzle they needed to create whatever that was they were working on, and then, like, there's just a roadblock to that. They can't, you know, continue with this innovation cycle that that's right. going on. Right, it's just more roadblocks in the, you know, path to entering any market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, to go back to our big, big daddy D that we have here in <laughs> Florida. D. So, obviously, this... Hasn't been fully approved yet. You know, do we think it's coming from a good place from him? In the sense, like, do you think he's really trying to decrease prices for Floridians, even though it's... uh, I think it'll be good for Floridians, uh, like, at least in the short term, until Canada runs out of drugs. Yeah. Because you know how how many drugs... Florida's gonna be taken. Yeah, <laughs> all boy. Our, all our old be people. Like six months. Well, what? Candle is only has dry. like what twenty million people in the entire country. <laughs> yeah. How are they? I mean, not that we're gonna be getting all of our drugs from Canada, but I, I, I don't see how that. It, you know, if yeah. it were to um, kind of you know segue into a countrywide thing where we are open to the idea of importing Canadian drugs mm-hmm. just, across the board, I don't. How understand. is that supposed to keep up? I don't understand the concept of, like, I saw videos of, you know, Canadians saying, oh, we're going to run out, we're going to run out. Well, then stop selling it. Like, you don't have to sell it, right? Yeah, no. It was <laughs> yeah. definitely part of the program. <laughs> that seems the like program. a stupid thing to A stupid say. argument, like, yeah. 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 Like, if you're going to run out, then stop selling. That's just like... Well, a, it's, it's, su- <laughs> it's like sub- supply and demand, right? Yeah. Like, if you, can, if you can supply that much for the demand, you know, like... Create jobs, make it happen. And yeah. it it's going to very... reach a point where, well, I don't know. Maybe Canada's going to shoot themselves in the foot because of their price control. But well, I was going to say, if the price was allowed to go up, then it would go up with the you know short shortage of supply. Good point. In proportion to it, and so then eventually it wouldn't be worth buying it from them anymore. I was just going to say, yeah. you're going to see a lot of Canadians all of a sudden flip the script on 
you know, whether they're for or against, <laughs> social, you know, like the socialized healthcare kind of model. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I guess when I look at, pol- like, politicians in general, like, what I'm trying to get at is, like, I don't know if this is coming from a true place where he's like, yeah, this is really going to help Florida. And, like, I'm doing this for, like, the betterment of, like, Florida individuals, even though it's mainly for people on state programs. Or is this, like, another thing that's good for the press? It's good on the headlines. Yeah. And when it comes to 2024, you know, he's, like, in a good place for vice Double president. Double D, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Anytime any politician does anything that seems remotely, you know, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but, you know, good, I guess, I'm I'm always immediately uh, skeptical. And You're skeptical? I, yeah. <laughs> I, I always think that there's something more nefarious to their... Whatever the hell they're doing. Well, y- yeah. you have to understand that, like, they have an agenda for, for themselves. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I'm, I'm reading this book and I'm thinking about some of the stuff that goes on, you know, it, what he, he explains, but it's just, like, I think so easily we forget that, like, they have a selfish ag- agenda themselves. Yeah. yeah they're, they're thinking humans. about whether or not they're going to get elected again. You know what I'm saying? What, how do they look, you know? How, yeah. And, how and, is this going to make money? Yeah. They're right. not, like, benevolent creatures you know what i'm saying they haven't like they're not just out for your good although that's how it's portrayed like they have very much selfish intentions well yeah i feel like a lot of people and i don't know why they forget this but i feel like a lot of people forget that politicians are just people i mean how often does someone ask you to help them with help them with something yeah they got fucking scales under their skin (laughs) but how often you know, does some, and maybe this is just me because I'm a little bit bitter, but how often do, you know, somebody ask you to help you with something and what's your immediate first thought is like, oh, fuck, how is this going to affect my day? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's human nature, right? So I don't know why people forget that that translates, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a politician or not. Like, you're still thinking about yourself right. at the end of the day. Dude, yeah. this is something that like, I, I've thought about a lot, you know, like, because I cause, hunting cause, manatees. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just just the you know just the idea like how like different ideologies look at like you know human nature. You know what I'm saying? And like they're politicians. Like mm-hmm. like you know do they look at like Bernie Sanders like he's sent from heaven? You know what I'm saying? And like he only is thinking about you. You know? And like I mean, do people like people? I think people really have that idea. Yeah. And like. All people are generally good and generally, you know, if if in the right circumstances, will do good things and whatever, you know. And oh yeah, who was that famous uh, philosopher that argued that? That was like a big argument. Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just no, I think I that know. has a lot to do with it. And I personally am I think well aware that people don't have good intentions, and 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 like won't do. The right thing necessarily, you know. I, I, you know, I, I think people are Naive. typically selfish and and, and and whatever, and that, that's okay, you know. Like, I'm not here to like change everybody, but I think more people need to be aware of that when they're yeah, thinking about man. these politicians and yeah, the shit that yeah. they're doing. Yeah, like they're not they're not like benevolent creatures. No, they're not. far from it. Yeah, <laughs> very far from but, it. I mean, basically every creature. I mean, the way I see it, every creature on Earth is self interested, self serving, right? Like. Your whole purpose is to survive. Like that's just you know, every creature's purpose, pretty much. <laughs> and then yeah. and then imagine putting like the opportunity to make a lot of money in front of them, yeah. right? That's the thing. Like 
they may be decent people, but then put them in a position where now they can go from like a fifty thousand dollar salary to like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar salary, and, or they can change things, and and now they have the power to do certain things. Yeah, you know. Power corrupts people, you know? And money, yeah, money yeah. and power, man. I, yeah. You know, we, a couple of years back, we had a death in the family, and you know, it was a wealthy uncle, and it's like, it's none of my immediate family. It was kind of family we didn't really know, but it's it's amazing how ugly people can get when money's involved, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not even, you know, that we're not even talking the same level of money that we're talking about with politicians. But it makes the point. It does. Yeah. It well, it yeah, it makes the point tenfold, I think, cuz yeah. you have this little bit amount of money and, you know, people get really really nasty with it, but and, I mean, that's why it's important that when it comes to medical, you know, things that are, you know, life-saving services that they're not corrupted by politics and things of that nature yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean to go back to pharmaceuticals real fast you know i think you know covid in itself has showed us one thing it's once you take off the boundaries that fda puts you can do some pretty amazing things yeah like we got a vaccine that for all intents and purposes is okay for what we can see, right? Relatively speaking, it yeah. seems to be working for the most. I yeah. mean, there, you know, you could argue that, but it seems it, to be as, working for the most part. And as time goes on, well, they'll improve it, mm. and it got done within a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fastest timeline for a vaccine before that was four years. Yeah, mm. and even that's. I mean, we were just saying what ten years is the typical timeline for a drug for timeline, just yeah. regular drugs. So, like, not even vaccines. So, like, it's not like we're like, oh, how do we like, you know, fix this problem? It's like obviously states can't enforce, like we've already said. You know, it has to be done at a federal level, but like we've seen what happens when the FDA kind of gets pushed aside to a limited role in this. Yeah, we get yeah. something done within a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I mean, we can give like some credit, not credit, but like there was a lot of people working on vaccines. Like it was almost a whole world kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But still, in general, the vaccines that came out of the United States, which was like what two thirds J and J, Moderna. Yeah, uh, what's the other one that was uh, given pregnant women Pfizer blood clots? Is that Pfizer? <laughs> well, no, that was Johnson and Johnson. I think that was giving people blood clots. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it happens. Yeah, yeah it's okay. But yeah, no, I, mean, I just want to give a big point. shout out to Fauci, man. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering how long before you bought uh, Fauci. Okay. We, we won't get, go into that. Or not right, not right now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just like it's not like you have to like cr- like bang our heads against the wall. And be like, how do we fix it? It's like let give the FDA less power Cash over these. Them. Yeah, take all their power. And like, we might see decreased drug prices. And, like, yeah, people might be like, oh, people, you know, America uses so much drugs. Like, you guys are always taking drugs. Yeah, we are. We have a pretty good life over here. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's just taking, like, insulin. Like, some people have things, you know, like heart conditions that are born with. You know, some people have, like, seizures. Yeah. Things that, like, unfortunately they have, but they're born with and they need to take drugs for. And it would be nice mm-hmm. if they didn't pay, like, a shit ton of money for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, the, especially with our. One of the things I. Uh, was reading on whenever uh, we were looking up uh, stuff for this bill was just the effects of some of the regulations and, and the things we've been talking about. And one one of the major effects, I guess, is that, you know, because there's a certain regulatory burden to enter uh, to create a drug, and it's, you know, the same for basically any drug, that you know, the amount of that burden. And so... 
what happens is that the companies are only willing to shell out that kind of money to develop either things that a lot of people are going to use and that they're going to make their money back on. Or if it's something that's just like, you know, groundbreaking, there's nothing else like it. So then a lot of, um, a lot of cures that could be being developed for some rare conditions end up just on the back burner because no one's willing to shell out the money up front to, to develop this drug because there's not that many people buying it. Right. They're more interested in the profit margins. Yeah. Which is understandable. So that's a pretty bad consequence. Yeah, very bad. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody else want any topics on here? Um, this is kind of just. Like oh, I, I just wrote. So, I just jotted some notes yeah. down because I, I know you know there's going to be some people that, even despite what we've seen in the last year and despite you know everything we've just said, not that you know we covered healthcare. That's you know we'd be out here. That could be a whole episode topic right there. That could that could literally be all we talk about for the rest of this podcast. Another, and we uh, still wouldn't figure it out. Another topic I definitely want to come back to is the whole price controls thing. And yeah, some other yeah, episodes. that's good. Well, that th- um, this will be a good because, segue. Well, I was just want to say because in Florida, I mean, this comes up every hurricane season with you know the price price gouging for water, well, so called price gouging for mm-hmm. water and gas and generator prices skyrocket, plywood prices skyrocket. Uh, every time the hurricane season comes around and you know there's always a lot of complaints surrounding that so yeah we should definitely do an episode on that yeah 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 i just want to talk about some you know because i like i just said a lot of people are going to want to talk about socialized healthcare and whatever and how you know we should model our healthcare system on canada for instance or germany or you know whatever the example you want to give but a lot of people don't realize yeah sure the system's in other countries at a surface level seem pretty nice, right? I mean, cheap healthcare, it's all reg- like, you know, price control, you're not paying outrageous prices. The average wait time in Canada between a referral of treatment, so that's you going to the doctor, the doctor saying, hey, you have AIDS, you need this. Well, maybe, maybe this is a bad example because it's just medication, but the average wait time between a referral of treatment and you actually getting that treatment is 23 weeks. That's understandable. That's a long time. I'm sure no one's died between that time. Yeah. What is that? That's almost seven. That's almost seven months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's outrageous. Yeah. Imagine you go to the doctor and you have some crazy condition. They're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll get you in in seven months." Yeah. Imagine if that happened in America. What like? Yeah. People You'd be dumbfounded. People You'd be like, "What the fuck?" In Florida, when you can't get an MRI next week, I know. Yeah, I was just <laughs> the longest I've waited was like a uh, month for something. My grandmother in Canada, she uh, had an MRI just this year, and she told me that she it took like two two and a half months, and the doctor was like nonstop telling her how lucky she was that she got in so soon and stuff. Like, could you imagine waiting two months for an MRI in the U.S. and your doctor sitting there telling you how lucky, lucky you are? That's, yeah. Oh that's like God. a slap in the face. Pl- I mean, that's a slap in the face for them. Like, your doctor sitting there telling you how lucky you are. You, you already prepaid their freaking uh, paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't imagine that. And then, yeah, and, and then in Germany, anybody making less than 64000 a year, they participate in a government health care system, much like, you know, any other socialized health care system. Uh, but Germany does it a little bit different. They fund it on a quarterly basis. But the problem is the system is, like, regularly running out of money by the end of the quarter. So what you're seeing is because it's a budgeted system, 
at the end of the quarter, you you can't get like it's impossible to get anything done. Wow, you're you you just you're just not getting your you, help. You walk up to the clinic and there's a close <laughs> sign on it. Yeah, well, it's it's just like a, a, a <laughs> they're all inside just avoiding eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a backdoor rationing, is it not? I mean, yeah, it is. This is how much we have for this quarter, right? And once we hit that yep. money, you're you're not getting healthcare. Sorry, nice. we don't have money. They're at launch for the next wow. two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just playing bingo. Yeah. Well, I I know I maybe I didn't. I know I talked to you. I thought I talked to you about it, Chris. But a couple, maybe it was like a month and a half, two months ago. I stumbled across. It was actually a conversation with, um, I believe Michael Malice or David Smith. I don't know one of the two because you know they're. Gods. I love those guys. I love yeah. Those guys are great. Um, but they interviewed with these doctors from South For- Florida. They invented, it's called, uh, oh, fuck, direct primary care. Mm. Yeah. It's, a, that it, I mean, the name is kind of self-explanatory. It's a direct healthcare system directly with your provider. Right. So it's, it's much like a, uh, I mean, you can reduce it down to a Netflix subscription. You pay X amount of dollars a month. And the, I think the average was in between fifty and a hundred dollars, depending on you know your situation. Which is less than most people pay for healthcare. Absolutely, plan. absolutely, probably. Uh, I mean, in general, a, yeah, yeah, fraction. And it's all spelled out. You pay the subscription. It tells you exactly what's included. You have unlimited access to your healthcare provider, and if you get anything else, it's you. You know exactly what you're paying. Yeah, right. I and think most of fucking, them. Have, I mean, that's like a beautiful that makes illustration. I mean, it's a beautiful illustration of the what free market can do. Yeah, a lot of them work together too. So then, like, if you know one of them doesn't have all the services you want, you you can like you know f- go to the other person's right. It's like a something. network. But yeah, they list out all the services that they have and what's included. You know exactly what you're getting, and a lot of them have MRI machines. And, like, blood work labs and all that kind of stuff. Stuff that sometimes you have to jump through hoops with your health insurance to get. Um, you can just walk in and be like, hey, I want an MRI. And then walk in the next day and be like, I want another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And they'll be I like, mean, I don't advise that, but yeah. I guess you paid for it. Right? So anybody, any of our listeners struggling to find affordable health care, look into these things because they exist. They yep. Not only do they exist, but they're way more common than you'd, you'd imagine. Especially in Florida. Yeah, especially in Florida. I mean, it's, you know, it's where it was birthed. But I remember I had a, you know, I have a friend who's living out in um, North Carolina right now. And she had, she had, you know, she was venting to me about her, her health situation. And I, I, you know, I had, I, it was kind of ironic how it, not ironic, but it was kind of crazy how it happened. Cause I literally did just finish listening to this podcast and then we were talking about it and I was like, yo, you need to look into this. Sure enough. She that she's hooked up with it now, so that's awesome. I yeah, think, it's cool. Uh, I think Kansas was another state where one of the the people who came up with this uh, the system Ended originated. Up. So right. for all our fans out in Kansas, uh, you guys, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> fuck, we got a lot of them. How that, that's got to be pretty cool though for you, right? Being homeless and all. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, you're probably on some government shit, but <laughs> no, I mean that's just a great example of like even with which. Is not an excuse for it, but like with all this burden of regulation and like government just like putting its disgusting cock all over the healthcare system, <laughs> like oh people God. can come through and like make these amazing like you know semi free market you know innovations and like actually help people. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Like, yeah, and they're I mean from some of the interviews I've listened with these people, I mean these guys are true warriors. Like they they just 
get shit on by the government constantly. They mm-hmm. try to shut them down. They, I'm sure, and they they work hard to keep these businesses yeah. open. So, yeah. I mean, as, as somebody with no health insurance, so like, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, th- this is for you. Then you need to yeah, look into that. No, I mean, I'm good. I take vitamin D. Um, but uh, <laughs> nuts. vitamin daddy D. But no, uh, so like. You know, blood work is something where everybody's like always like, oh, it's so hard. You know, you got to go to the doctor. You got to give them a reason to like through whatever loophole. There's online companies that be that can like that call themselves your doctor. And you go on that website and you can order blood work through any like quest diagnostics or any local place you can go into. And it's like pretty affordable. Like I've done it multiple times and it's like 20 bucks for a simple thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you sign up, you walk in and it's just done. I mean, so again, there is like multiple, like there's other areas you can go to, like Nick's talking about, you look online, you know, there is ways that if you're struggling or like you're just tired of dealing with insurance companies, which makes complete sense, you know, you can find things that will be helpful. The, the, how the insurance companies are involved in healthcare is, it's absolutely nuts. That's just the, the whole idea that you don't have a fucking clue what you're paying for is, (laughs) I don't know how anybody can look at that system and be like. Yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. It's, it's like the, it's yeah, like that the Canadian seems, system. That seems reasonable. It's like the Canadian system where they negotiate the prices, except they do it on a case-by-case basis and behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. you have <laughs> no clue what it ends up coming out to be. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. And that's not to say, you know, we, you know, obviously have our, our own problems. I mean, that's just something where insurance, when it, from what I can remember, not that I was born, but, like, when it was made, it was, it was insurance. It was like, hey, you put a little bit of money in. If something bad happens, then you have this, like, company that, like, hey, you've been paying this long. We can help you out when this big thing happens. Right. Now, for over the past, like, what, 30 years, it's become this thing where it's, like, that's your primary care area, like, where like, you pay for through everything, where it's, like, not supposed to be. Right. Like, it's supposed to be a, a backup plan. Correct. It's, like, through government intervention, it's become this thing where. Yeah. yeah. They're, like, a middleman. And, yeah, they're, like. Empowered, but the and government. they and they love it because they get oh, yeah. fucking tons of money. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They, I, in the in that podcast episode where they you know have these guys on with the healthcare system, they said that like seventy percent of their costs were administrative costs. <laughs> oh, that's not surprising. Yeah, isn't that nuts? I I read something the uh, private like every charity ever. Yeah, private yeah. private <laughs> provider. So after the affordable health the affordable care act, you know, went into place. It forced a lot of these physicians and smaller clinics to, like, consolidate. You see Health First buying up all these, you know, smaller mm-hmm. smaller physicians. Uh, um, Stewart Medical, and, you know, they, they're they're a little bit bigger in Sebastian. What, what was the Cleveland? They just bought Vero Beach. Yeah, your area. Yeah, private providers are responsible for $39 billion a year just to simply comply with administrative aspects of regulatory compliance in the healthcare system. Hey, at least not $40 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I mean, if we're rounding, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. You know, and, and I think a lot of people, when you start talking about how the FDA and you know different regulatory systems, USDA, different you know stuff like that, you know, and you say, okay, if you get rid of them, what replaces them? How do you how do you how do you, you know like what do you do? You know, and I think there's a lot of different examples of that with. Um, you know, j- different like certifications, like like organic certifications, things like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. have come out recently. Where it's like, it doesn't have to. It can be a private system, and mm-hmm. still do the same thing. Maybe even better. 
Yeah. Who would have thought? You know, like something yeah. that, and I think, uh, like whole, uh, whole whole foods does something like that with their organic. They don't go through like the. They have their own kind of classification. Exactly. I'm all for that. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it, and, it, and uh, even even like when we do coffee, you know. Like when we order coffee, like green, co- like raw coffee from different yeah. places, like a lot of these places are, are completely organic just by the fact that like they can't afford pesticides. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have the stamp, so they're technically not organic. Yeah. People want, want that, you know. Yeah. There's a place in Fort Pierce. They do the same thing. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I guess there's no true way of knowing. You have to kind of, I guess that's. No, I'm not even going to say that's the benefit of having federal regulation because that's never a benefit. But um, this place in Fort Pierce, you have to kind of trust them. But they they're all organic, and they they can't you know they can't call themselves organic because right they're not going to you know they're yeah. not they're not paying well they're they not, have to pay like a ridiculous pay, pay the fee yeah and you want to pay go the there troll and, toll yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you want to go there and be able to buy something that's affordable right. And you can't do it because if they were to get that certification, yeah. they would have to jack their prices way up. Right, right. You know. See, and I, I think, I think, uh, you know, you bring up a good point that why couldn't we have a private sort of regulatory system? Not regulatory in the sense of you have to abide by these laws, but a, a privatized regulatory system because then you have a broad range. of of certifications certifications not regulations certifications mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. have a broad range of certifications where you know if you want to and you can afford to pay for the top certification you right. can right or right. if not if you want to get something that you you know you know is kind of middle of the road you know it's organic you know okay maybe it's not you know the top top of the line but right. i'm not paying twice the price for it and i'm right. happy right. here and think about the situation where it's dire right Right, right. You, we're talking healthcare. Yeah, exactly. you're talking. You're talking about you're in a situation. Yeah, healthcare. Where you're in a situation where you have cancer, and in order to uh, take on the burden of whatever uh, chemotherapy or whatever you're going through, it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of of, of dollars to do it. But it's and you don't have death. that money. Yeah, it's yeah. But if but if you were to go like at a like you said like a different like a more privatized certification that's you know that's cheaper yeah because it doesn't cost so much money to to feed into all the regulations that the fda has would you not do it not and and to add to that i would be more inclined to trust a, a, a a privatized free more free market certification than a government funded one because what does the market do if that if that it turns out that that certification is bullshit Right. right. Where the government, if their certification is bullshit, guess right. what? They're still getting paid. Yeah, I mean. They don't give a fuck because they're getting your tax money. Hey, sorry about it. Now, yeah, it's, oh, we forgets. fucked up. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about it. It's like uh, that, I can't remember who tweeted it, but, I'd, God, I, I'm just going to be quoting Dave Smith and Michael Malice all night, but That's Dave, fine. yeah, Dave Smith, he just posted a couple nights ago how he finds it crazy how these people can call themselves, call themselves experts after getting it wrong so many times mm-hmm. over the centuries or over the decades, rather, yeah. No, someone in a private Fountain. position who's that wrong is gone. Like that's that's it. Yeah, if and you if, run a business and if you another fuck company up. wants to take a chance with them, then that's you know their deal. They're gonna have to deal with that, but mm-hmm. um, they don't get the benefit of just sweep it under the rug <laughs> like uh, like right. the federal they, government does. They, yeah. they they lose out. They're done. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean. 
The government could just be like, ah, yeah. sorry about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, a lot of times they don't even say they're sorry or they're wrong. Right. They no. just kind of switch up the script a little bit slowly. Right. Yeah. I think like a, like a big, you know, if you're looking at like a pushback to like that private like certification route would be like people like, you know, I think you guys might mention like, how do you trust them? And like, you know, well, how do you know they're not like lying and all that stuff? It's like, well, how do you know the guy that comes out to check your house that your permit was done correctly? How do you know he's not going to like just look at your house for two seconds and walk away and not make sure everything's done correctly. Right. Like, you don't. Like, there's well, people. I'd argue you'd know that he's more honest than the federal government because the market no, would force yeah, him out. That's Otherwise, correct. if he's giving bad services, he's not going to be in business long. Well, I mean, look at Yelp, right? I mean, hate it or like it, mostly now, probably it's all right. But, like, <laughs> you know, Yelp you would have a Yelp. Karens. Yeah, you'd have a Yelp thing where it's like, you know, I have the what, whatever, turquoise certification on my whatever it is, right? And you feel like, oh, this certification is like, you know, has three stars out of five. So, like, that's like, you know, like, all right, you're getting, like, middle of the ground kind of area. You want the, like, platinum certification. Then you just five stars. More. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes complete sense. Yeah, and that well, kind of supports what I was just saying about having the, you know, a tiered system where if yeah. you have these private certifications, like you're going to have the, steps. The market itself will, will lay them out in the order that they are appropriate that's adequate right yeah the other thing that would i think would be positive would be that the certification agencies themselves could like specialize uh as opposed to like the fda which just claims to be the all-knowing of everything of every messiah yeah (laughs) well you know another another thing to go with what you know book just said is like you know human responsibility for themselves like like i should be responsible for what i do with my own body 100 percent. right so if i want to take that risk to go with a private you know certification you should rather, be able to why am i allowed to mm-hmm. i know we're getting into the <laughs> no but i mean that's what this podcast role, but that, no, that's, that's what, the reality yeah right? why can't i make that decision with my body yeah because Cause, cause the government says that i can't you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, exactly. Because we know better than you. Exactly. We know what's better for you than you know. Yeah, what's better? And, and, if you and, try to put that in your body, I'm gonna lock you in a dog crate. Yeah. Okay, and leave you there. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or and if you don't comply, I'll just shoot you. Because yeah. <laughs> I because I care that much about you, Cameron. You're, you're getting sassy. Yeah. You're getting sassy over here. With hey the man, you got two bourbons in me. I'm ready for my third. Oh, man. Ready to shoot somebody. Speaking no, of which, you guys want to take a break and get some ice? Yeah. I yeah, know. let's take a quick ad break yeah. to one of our sponsors uh, this podcast. Today's sponsor is one that I use personally, and I love it. Look, guys, it's summertime and it's hot as hell outside. High temperatures means a lot of sweat. Lots of sweat means uncomfortable friction. That's right, guys and gals. Stop walking around in pain because your oversized, disgusting, flabby, disgusting thighs have rubbed your disgusting taint skinless and raw. Inflammation so bad you're caught walking around like you just gave birth to an unusually large child. Let our sponsor... Let our sponsor Gooch Glaze help you today. Like our customer John, a nurse walking long hours running from patient to patient. He found... He found that a, a dollop of gooch glaze on his taint and inner thighs made it, made it feel like he was ice skating rather than walking. Gooch glaze is giving Politics on the Rocks listeners a discount right now till the end of summer. 25% off your first tube with code POTR25. 
Stop wasting your time and join the family of Gooch Glaze and glaze that Gooch. <laughs> glaze that Gooch. All right, so with all that being said, we took a break, so I'm not really sure how. We <laughs> yeah, <laughs> none, none of us remember how we left yeah, off. Yeah, thank so, you. Thank you, the sponsor, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thanks to our sponsor, whatever our sponsor was. We don't know yet because we <laughs> record that. So, all right, just to kind of veer off track of uh, the serious discussion, what we do with these ads. Obviously, by now, if you guys have listened to the first two episodes, you obviously know that they're real. So what yep. we do is we write them beforehand, and then we record them live. And when we record them, that's our first time reading them. So there's four of us, obviously. Two of us will write ads and then have the other two read them. So when we're reading them, those are real reactions. And... We do it at the end of the night because by that point we're you know a full bottle of bourbon in and it's, full bottle down yeah, yeah. and we, it's just kind of fun I and mean, we've been getting like a lot of uh, requests for sponsorships but we're yeah. exclusively taking companies that let us write our own material yeah right. yeah we, yeah if you want to sponsor us we're Unless open the price to it is right yeah we're <laughs> open to it but you have to give us you know creative freedom sorry that's it that's, that's just how it goes that's it oh by the way our lawyer called us. So we can't actually refer to you as the guy on the corner anymore. I, I don't know. I have to. I have to talk to him some more. But <laughs> that's all right. He the, apparently there's some issue oh, with Lord. how we're referring to him as the homeless guy. I don't know. I'll talk to him. We'll figure it out by by next week. But <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. So moving on, I guess right. we'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into the uh, the. Wim- protecting women's sport bill or whatever the actual bill is. I think it's called fairness. Fairness, yeah, like fairness in women's sports, I think. Yeah. Do, like do you have it? you want me to pull it up? I can read it. Yeah, you can pull it up fast um, while well, he's pulling it up. It's just a general bill that's kind of going around the United States right now, Idaho being the first state to impl- uh, put one of these in, is to ban transgender women from women's sports and public schools and colleges. Right. So. Um, mm. It's going to take me too long to get the actual bill. Yeah. Basically what the bill says is, is if you're – a transgender male to female you can't play in women's sports and if there's any dispute on your biological gender that you have to go and have a physical so a lot of a lot of the argument i'm seeing online is that they're trying to portray this bill as something that allows like administrative staff at the school to do this, you know, quote, check of, you know, male or female mm-hmm. anatomy. And that's not – if you – the bill is – it's fucking five pages. If you read the bill, it says nothing of that nature. It says if there's a dispute, you have to go and have a – Your physician. Yes, you have to go to a legitimate licensed healthcare provider and they'll do a, a quote, check, which – is just a fucking sports physical. I don't know if, if any of you have ever played sports in high school, you've had this check done already. Yep. And they're trying to turn it into this, you know, this crazy rapey vibes. Yeah. Anti, anti trans bill. It, it's just, it's bullshit. And it's kind of disgusting how they try and spin it, to be honest with I you. I think one of the things to you had to do possibly was also give your birth certificate, right? Was that, was that in the Florida one? Or am I thinking of a different state? No, you, I, it was in the Florida one. Was it? Yeah, you have to like, show your, your birth certificate to show what uh, gender. What, what oh, you oh, came you're, out oh wait, wait. You're, you're talking about <laughs> forms you came out of, of how you can verify. Yeah, correct. Because yeah. there's the a steps, little right? subsection where it, it, it lists a couple yeah. 
a couple ways that you can, um, uh, I guess, prove your gender, your birth gender. And amongst those ways... Come to school naked. Yeah, come to school naked. That's that's it. (laughs) No, but the birth certificate's one of them. The the sports physical is another. Um, There's some other ones. It's uh, it's silly to watch. I mean, both sides really. Even the Republicans, they're like, uh, you know, Protect Trump signed this on, or not Trump, Ron DeSantis signed this on the first day of Pride Week, which you know, me being a troll, I can appreciate. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck is like? What are we doing? Yeah. Just arguing so, these stupid flexing. points. Yeah, yeah, so, right. Um, just to clarify, I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but the so the bill only affects. Men who have transitioned to women. The it's bill, not, well, I guess boys who transition to girls in this case. But So it doesn't affect if a, let's say, a, a female transitions to a male and wants to play on a male sports team. This, the, there's no, um, there's nothing that specifies anything about uh, men's sports. I think it's specifically mm-hmm. for women's yeah, sports. sports. Okay. Which, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, kind of makes sense because you're there's really no benefit for or yeah. there, there's no disadvantage to to boys currently in men's sports that's because having a female me yeah well <laughs> it's a different topic no, but no, no i'm not gonna hear that pause I love yeah. women. Guilty. no but yeah I love women. so <laughs> i love women so it has led up so i think there's only like maybe love five mommies. other states who've done this kind of thing or are going to idaho is the first and I think each one has led that open where it's like they only focus on the male to female transition. Mm-hmm. But what this has done is opened up a little loophole for uh, civil rights comp- uh, you know, institutions say that's discrimination. Since you're not putting it to female to male, mm. you're focusing on the female. So they're trying to blow up the party. Correct. Yeah, but I mean, well, isn't I mean, there a lot of laws that apply to women it seems and not petty, men? Doesn't it? It is, but it, I mean, if you're like, so like, I don't know. My point of view, if like, versa. if DeSantis and like the, I'm assuming this is mainly Republican Florida Congress putting this through, are gonna. Good lord, damn, that guy is. That guy is and our other dog. spot, the yeah. dickhead in the Mustang, cut off mus- uh, uh, mufflers. We, yeah. we do this outside, obviously, yeah. <laughs> on Kent's porch, right by the road, but uh, in the road, pretty much. No, yeah. So like, I don't know. If you're like looking at this as like, okay, we want to put this law to really protect women's sports, and you know, maybe Idaho's done this, maybe one of the states done it, and we've seen that this loophole leaves it to legal battle that could be, you know, actually put this law on its back. Why wouldn't you make sure you you know you put in that? You know, that's you, a good point. Like, that's actually a really good point. Like, why not? Like, r- regardless if your opinion on this is like, fuck DeSantis for doing this, or like, oh, DeSantis is the best. Fuck the trans, you know, whatever <laughs> he, he might think or not think. But like, why wouldn't you do that instead of possibly wasting taxpayer dollars putting this bill through to have it shot down in yeah. the courts? Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Not um, me either. I mean, it's, it's like I don't know, like what, like what's going through their heads. Like, I, I don't know, like. I think I think part of it is to to you know I hate continuing to use this term but to rally the base you know what I mean oh for sure this yeah. is a, this is a Republican oh. like oh yeah oh yeah we really care about women all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh, I saw I mean this is like a pretty I was kind of surprised at how close it was but i guess he's with the majority on this which is a uh, 54 percent according to polls 
agree with this uh, type of bill. Uh, I thought it'd be a little bit higher, but it's kind of divided along party lines. It seems. So, like, so. W- what's our opinion on this? I mean, I think that's this is a pretty open bill that we can like. So this is I, and maybe I have this wrong. And call me out if I do. Sure, no my, problem. My fellow, <laughs> my fellow anarchists, free market anarchists. Um, I feel like when it comes to, I mean, it, it's hard to apply the same libertarian slash anarchist principles to a state level thing that's being implemented to a tax a taxed schooling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's a Completely. it's a right. You get what I'm saying? So it's not like. It's not like he's forcing free companies. This is what you get when the state runs the schools. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. You, and this is a funny. You have no choice. Everybody has to do the same thing. That's what I there's mean. No, there's no choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. I, th- I think it's 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 kind of tricky to to apply libertarian principles to this because it's it affects a state funded tax funded system. You get what I mean? No, completely. Like again, this is what happens when. I mean, for everybody, I'm assuming who's against this, right? It's for state-run schools. Yeah, this, this is seems kind of pretty correlated. Yeah. This seems what you kind of get. Like, it's a good eye opener for them. Like, hey, right. when the state runs your schools and what they do to your children, this is what can happen. Yeah, like, yeah, they can do things you don't want. Yeah, mm, yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like in homeschool um, your kids. Like, uh, in Germany, they uh, and I mean, we see this in the U.S. too because uh, people take the separation of church and state. Uh, thing to the extreme but in germany they you know they're basically they're divided a lot like the u.s where you know certain portions of the country are are very religious still and certain portions aren't and uh in bavaria whenever the german government like made it illegal to display crosses and stuff on schools in bavaria they like straight protested pretty hard against it they like hung like went out of their way to hang up crucifixes and in schools and stuff but eventually they lost and like today it's that's the rule in germany is there's no religious symbology in school at all good beer in bavaria good what good beer yes yeah, yeah. you've been there no but i've gotten Huff, imported stuff. i wish i've been there hey um, when this podcast gets big big enough I mean, it's already pretty fucking huge. We'll but, record uh, this in Munich. Yeah, yeah we'll Oktoberfest <laughs> live from Oktoberfest. I'm looking forward to that. live from yeah. the EU. That would be a shit show. <laughs> we have to get vaccinated though. Yeah. Oktoberfest is pretty much all Americans. Now. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> it's very Americanized now. Yeah. I, has it always been? I mean, you would know better than I would. Um, I probably since like I don't know. I'd say if I had to take a guess, I'd say probably the '90s is when it started. Uh, getting really popular with americans from that then, one movie yeah, where they yeah did the, from the, that the, that the movie was it called oktoberfest or no yeah like, there was a movie called oktoberfest i don't know yeah. if that's what you guys are talking about with the boot yeah the yeah. Boot. yeah yeah <laughs> that was a great right. movie um yeah so i don't know and and i actually just i was just talking with somebody about how it's it's weird because there's some libertarian ideas that only work contingent on other libertarian ideas Mm-hmm. Like for example, this one, like you know, you should have, uh, and I guess you do have the right, right? Like you know, there are private schools, and you can put your kids in private schools, but right, there's no private schools that have sports teams, or oh, sure there are, yeah, but they don't, not rap, n- they don't compete, against yeah, they don't the, compete in schools at the same level, yeah, you know? it's oh, it's no. it's not the same. I mean, you're you, you know, you, you know, you're not competing against UF in the 
No. SEC. Yeah. No, you have your own thing. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think um, I think for the people who are into voting... <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you know, <laughs> so if you're, you're, if you're into voting, yeah, I mean, you know, whether you're for or against it, this is what you get when you vote. This is what you get when you buy it. You know, you play by the system's rules. Yeah. So, I mean... So, you're, in other words, you're saying, like, the solution to this is... To not if, vote and fuck well, no, all. I mean, yeah, ignore you, them out of existence. <laughs> Destroy no, the. If you had, the if you had private, education. if you had <laughs> yes. private, you know, okay, say in the, in the situation where there wasn't government schooling and there wasn't a a board of education and there wasn't all this government influence in schooling, right? Yep. And they gave us the money that they tax us for to send our kids to school, and we could send them to a private school. And if you wanted to send your kid to a school where, you know. Right, if they you get, wanted to send your kid to a school yeah. where you have 350-pound men who decided that morning that they want to be a fucking girl and join the <laughs> female wrestling yeah. team and, right. you know, give fucking handout concussions like their ice cream cones, <laughs> hey, you have the right so, to do that. So I, th- right. <laughs> I right. think the the argument, you know, from a, the perspective of someone who would disagree with this bill would be that, for the most part, that's not the reality you know most of these people aren't 350 pound men um so i I guess that would probably be their argument is that they're you know yeah and i guess it's a fair one because yeah kind of yeah it like it is and it isn't because then you read those stories about you know the dude who is like you know breaking women's skulls in like women you know combat sports and ufc yeah yeah it's like Um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously the, physio- the physiological aspect is is definitely a huge issue. Whoa, whoa, I, I, whoa, I, I, whoa, whoa! <laughs> what are you trying to say, Chris? I mean, <laughs> even if you're not trying to be a jacked dude, if you had if you had testosterone running through your body at you know during development, your bones are naturally denser, your your muscles are naturally denser. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter if you're if you're working out and jacked you're still you still have physiological advantages that you know make you more dangerous right so i think they make you a liability when you're playing sports against women so mm-hmm. I, I think all like i would you know anybody can say they don't but like around this table we'd all agree that if you are a biological male you go through puberty you know i have to, to some extent right <laughs> And then still you waiting come, on that. You, even on if it. you're midway through puberty and you transition, you're going to have some, if not a good amount, more of a biological advantage against women, biological women. Yes. So, like, based on that, like middle ground or like that that basis, you know, this is kind of where you get like really tricky, right? So it's like, so do we stop? these people from going because like oh that's where like, a lot of the argument goes like people are like oh there's actually you know these scientists that come out saying there is no because once they take the the estrogen pills and all this stuff which is like has been yeah, debunked reverses all the effects yeah. of testosterone yeah, is, since they were born retarded. yeah it's yeah, been debunked it's like to no one's end over and over and over but like so like now it's like okay so now are we protecting women from biological men who transitioned who now inher- inherently have a physiological advantage but what happens when it's a woman who is born with a physiological advantage, right? So, like, that's, like, the closest mm-hmm. argument I've seen that's been, like, okay, that's, like, like a good place to discuss. Right. 
Don't oh, you're, you're, you're saying take for instance a woman like Ronda Rousey. Yeah, or any She's woman who's like one of a, a million, right? Insane. Right. Who's like who might have like yeah. actually natural like high testosterone versus male and like all these things who have uh, broader shoulders, right? But dicks. she's genetically or biologically a female. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's another. But like, so hung, like hung like elephants. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. That's actually a better argument than what I found when I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of just like yeah, sob stories. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're always gonna find stories. Those. Yeah, yeah. So well, like, and the sorry. biggest no, it's, uh, just oh, this last part. Out, sorry, is like the biggest one that Turn like the fuck up. All <laughs> the people will will like. Or, like put on a pedestal, which even DeSantis did on his like speech about it when he put had that little thing going on was the Idaho case, mm-hmm. where these two biological males transitioned. Now they're in like track and field, and they just fucking Smoke destroyed right. the entire like three years or two years they were on the female side. Yeah, one of the, the track and field and wrestling were the two where I saw so many cases of just like ridiculous things that were happening that I just couldn't believe it was allowed to happen yeah i mean like in wrestling like just yeah just like biological males just picking up chicks and dropping dropping them (laughs) over the it's like it's like tough to watch you know and this is trying to have fun they're just trying to have fun this is one of those classic things (laughs) where you have to kind of attack the left from the left right it's like well all right now you have to decide yeah do you want to be a feminist or do you want to be pro trans because you can't be both in this situation i don't think that's the bottom line is that you know, women are entitled to have a sports league where they can compete against each other and not be assaulted. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Literally, though, yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's ridiculous that, yeah. you know, that, to think that, uh, you know, people would say that women don't have a right to say, no, you know, we just want to play against each other. Right. If right. the women want to have a professional soccer team that 12-year-old boys can beat, they should have the right to Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if you don't get that reference, if anybody, up. yeah, if anybody listening is like, well, men don't have an inherent advantage over women. Like, you're a dumbass, well, and you're lying to yeah, yourself. You, yeah, you're you're an idiot. But so, like, you're just it's been it's been proven reality. that like professional women's like soccer teams have been rivaled with high school soccer teams, men's the, high school. This like, Olympic women's soccer team was beat by the U15. Exactly. Yeah, this is the reference I just made, yeah, guys. By yeah. the way. And, but yes, and it was like bad. It was bad. Like yeah. <laughs> it was like eight nothing or something. Right, so, like, 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 I don't remember. In our soccer team, in the U.S. is actually pretty fucking good. Very for, good. Yeah, like across the international, country. And then, international for the, for the women. You sports, know, yeah. put women down or anything. That's not. No, of course not. It's, but uh, it's just the reality of you know the comparative advantage. Yeah. Physically. So so when yeah. you so that's you know and and that's the silly part about it is like they tried to make that argument. Like I I like when I did my. Research. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was trying to can't like, lean into your mic. Okay. When I was, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's in there. <laughs> <laughs> no. When I was trying to like look, you know, I'm like, what is the argument in your argument about actually women that had more testosterone when they were born and being super rare was better than the arguments that I was finding where, where they were making the point. That some women are typically better at some sports than men, and it, I just felt like it made the same point that. That we just made, you know. I was like, I was like, wait. So, what side are you on? You yeah. know, I was like, it was. It seemed so silly to me. Yeah, you know. Did you guys ever were you ever on a sports team uh, when you were in school where there was a girl? No. Like on the on a boys' on sport t- team. Yeah. Um, I wasn't on the team, but I think 
our G, one of our, our I think it was our JV football team at Sebastian River. They had a girl try out, and I think I want to say she made it as like a kicker hmm. or something. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, there's. I don't play. So I think like <laughs> if a woman can be you know good enough to compete uh, on a men's team, then you know if everyone on the if everyone in that league and on that team is okay with that, like that's the that's my main thing is like if you want a league where trans can participate and stuff, you can always create that and and everyone who plays agrees to those rules, and then that's you know that's right. all that's all fair game. But um, to force people to accept certain rules whenever they want, you know, they're. Mm-hmm. But back to, to what I was getting at with like girls on the. Uh, I, I had two different teams that I played for. When I was in middle school in Texas, uh, we had a girl on the football team. And that was that was interesting. And she was, like, badass. Yeah. She was, like, She's honestly, I didn't even know she was a female until, like, a couple <laughs> weeks after we started, to be quite honest. But she was really good, and it was, like, you know, it was – she obviously belonged there. But the uh, – Whenever I was in high school on my hockey team, there was a, a girl on my team, and it was she was like heterosexual, you know. And it was because um, you know when if anybody's ever played hockey or um, football or any of these contact sports, yeah, it's um, rough. Yeah, I mean it's it's a physical sport, and it's uh, you know the locker room culture is just something that uh, it's just it's very awkward if there's you know a heterosexual female in in the locker room. Um, you know, we had our captain doing dick helicopters after <laughs> after big wins. Oh no! And you know, it, it that st- kind yeah, of stuff gets a little weird. Correct. <laughs> but I I guess they're uh you know with the transports they're bringing dick helicopters to female sports. So oh, one hundred percent. That's an unintended benefit. Look at that. Who would have thought? Oh lord. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, no, that it does get awkward. Um, uh, you know, especially with. Whenever everybody's heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when Chris talks, does that sound like he has a mustache? Because he has a fucking beautiful one. <laughs> Can you guys uh, hear this thing tickling the mic? <laughs> it's a, a swift, like, brushing against the Yeah, the it's just like a, a scruffy sound. So you got a nice dash. Yeah, dude, he used to have this, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. It was like a, it like came down from his sideburns connected to like, I guess where your mustache would come down, and then it went like up over, and he had nothing on his chin. Good yeah, Lord. yeah, it's like eighteen um, hundreds capitalist <laughs> yeah. prospector vibes. Yeah, I fucking I digged it. I don't I don't think his fiance did too much, but that thing was <laughs> wicked. It was almost like a, a Hulk Hogan, but it like went all the way up to his ears. <laughs> it was pretty. Uh, it was impressive looking. I gotta admit. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yes, brother. But uh, book, you gotta adjust the bottom of that thing. I think uh, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Book's I'm never used a torch lighter before. Minutes, yeah, <laughs> you, you gotta put it right oh, up to your eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. suck go. on that thing. Yeah, boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. This is a uh, part of the podcast where we've had way too much oh, bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of bourbon, can I get a little bit more of that? Yeah, yeah here you go. <laughs> <laughs> getting getting close to her. It's gonna be a splash at this point. No worries. Um, no, I, I oh, think you a, me up a little bit. Maybe a good discussion to have too is like kind of rolls into like this thing of like, so like, yeah, you know, this transition 
um, male to female may have an edge. And then, you know, is that more or less what you'd get from a one in a thousand, one in a million woman? Yeah. You know, which is a good discussion to have. And it's like probably meant for people who are like involved in these programs and like these competitional areas where they can have discussions and people who are on those, you know, faculties or not part of the state can figure that out. But just for us to have like, now, do we think it's fair? Um, then you get into like this big thing of like, what is fairness in sports, right? Like, especially on, like on a professional league where, you know, I don't care anybody says anybody on the top is doing some type of performance ha- enhancing drug. Um, I think I could agree with that. And, and most to people, an yeah, and most people say performance enhancing drug, they may think like testosterone or like steroids. And that's not necessarily it. The biggest thing for athletes, no matter, no, mostly no matter what sport it is, it's recovery time. The faster you can recover from any type of training or workout, the more you can put into your next training or workout. And that has compounding effects, compounding effects yeah. more than you can imagine than it would be to have bigger biceps, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what most people think. Right. Um, oh, having big biceps is pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, anybody who <laughs> has, you know, gone, every, I think everybody here has gone through a phase where we worked out a lot for, you know, six months and then, and then went out of it you know six months that's too long bro. yeah <laughs> but but my point is like you you can see like the the compounding effects like if as soon as you stop for two weeks you just feel like absolute fat b- bag of shit Dick you know balls <laughs> yeah but like coming from me like this is my own personal opinion like i think pd should be allowed in any professional sport say that again P- peds uh, performance oh. drugs whoa or with P- the terminology i never heard that before yeah peds no oh, i never heard of that no yeah so like you call yourself like a, a Joe Rogan experience fan? <laughs> oh, no, I don't really. I mean. No, but, like, first off, like, one, people who take them. I like his guests, okay? Yeah. It's different. Are, like, always ahead of the curve. Yeah. So no matter what the, was it, WADA, who tests for it, they're always behind on what they're doing currently. Two, they're always finding ways to either change up what that drug is, what the peptide is. Mm-hmm. So they're taking it already. So, like, so my, my whole point of getting to this is, like, one, is that fair or not? In my opinion, it is because one, then then it gets like a really good, you know, documentary which I'm not a big fan of, but like one that I enjoyed was a uh, bigger, faster, stronger was done like what ten years ago mm-hmm. by one of the guys um, who uh, Mark Bell's brother Kanye West, yeah, Kanye West. <laughs> but like he went into it pretty well, and like he brought up things where it's like you know, um, Tiger Woods getting his eye correctional surgery. Is that a performance enhancing drug? Ooh. Right? When he's golfing, mm. like if him fix see better. Him fixing his eye eye eyes, like how is that not performance enhancing? Like, he's a robot. Yeah. Like people who are able to What about when John Daly drinks at eighteen of Bush Light before yeah. he hits the golf course? Is that performance enhancing <laughs> drug? The, the moment John Daly doesn't want to be a big <laughs> fat piece of shit <laughs> like is, is the time that we'd be scared. He might legend. be an actual god. <laughs> Absolute legend. Oh man, you watch and, and everybody else is walking and he has a golf cart. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this guy has figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Like, He's simply built different. Makes millions <laughs> being drinking beer on a golf being course. Being the most unfit person in the, <laughs> on the athletes, uh, worldwide. But yeah. No, but you bring up a good point though, cause it's like, where is, I don't want to say the standard, but where's the line? Where's like the baseline? Because like you said, for like for me, for instance, I have shitty eyes. So you know, if I don't want to wear my contacts, like you said, if I got Lasix, is that a performance enhancing drug, or am I just being brought to the baseline in regards to my eyes? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and or- it's like, and and to further elaborate on that, where's the baseline, and then where is the you know the upper the upper level like where it becomes an advantage? Like, yeah. how do you mm-hmm. gauge that? And then like a lot of that is like you know if if we take if we take to in fact like say we just acknowledge if it's true or not everybody again we're talking professional sports now which is off the topic of the the bill and vice which is again school k through 12 and some universities but like professional sport wise like if everybody's on peds you know then it comes down to one genetics right because no matter how many peds you take if the person that has better genetics a better work environment they're gonna be better than you all things even all other things even so it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's this multifactorial area where it's like how do you even start to compile what is fair and what's not and it's like I don't know if we're in the next like 10 years 20 years 100 years we're gonna get to this point where it's just like open season and like we won't be here in 100 years but yeah well I mean I will <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah be the last one left. E- Elon Musk dude yeah he's gonna make us live forever but chips in our brains and we're gonna sh- be symbiotic yeah but I- I'm just trying to bring up the point like what I don't, I don't know what fair is like that's a fair point, but I think that's that's why um, divisions are created. You know what I mean? Like the you know divisions in sports. And yeah, stuff. And that's that's just like a general general place to like put people in. Right? Either it's weight, gender, and all these things. But like even within those, you have huge differentials. Yeah, but I get. I guess the the argument against what you're saying is that the 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 difference is m- marginal enough that. If the people on the lower level of those divisions wanted to get to the upper level of that division, it's a matter of putting in more work. Maybe. I don't know if that's completely true. Yeah. I think there are people who, and again, I'm not a big sports person, but like, if you look at, I'm trying to think. I'm like, not, I'm not disagreeing. I no, definitely no, I, think there no, are I, people who have a upper hand physically, but. I think that's I think the divi- the whole division system I think that's kind of what is that like that's intended to kind of mitigate those No, for sure. Like yeah. that's the reason why you don't have like an you know, MMA I guess is a hot, you know, a big sport Popular right now. Sport, yeah. That's why they have weight divisions, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have heavyweights just literally Spartan kicking <laughs> welterweights <laughs> into, the, around into the gate and then like dudes. yeah. Which obviously makes sense, right? Like but like when it comes down to you know Bring if I'm on the topic of MMA, John Jones, who's been caught, you know, dosing drugs. Yeah. No matter I, I, no matter what has been released about him, micro like it's been supplements or whatever. <laughs> micro, no, bro, I don't do steroids. I microdose yeah. them. <laughs> or it's come up in a year. Like that's such this is bullshit. He's like, but no, like, bro, I don't do cocaine. I just microdose like, it. <laughs> I, like, but with him, I would I I would have to say, even if he didn't do PEDs, he probably would still be the best there ever was in that sport. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd argue, I am, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's always someone better, but like, yeah. yeah I mean, it's just like I don't no, know. Not, not with me though. Sports is just such a crazy place to start. Like, you can get these general ideas, like said divisions and like weight classes, which does help make things even within these small parameters. Okay, we can kind of keep people within these. Yeah. Then within that, you know, the best will rise without like overly physical things like weight and height and all these things coming to play. But, like, track and field, like, if you're just not fast and there's someone who works just as much as you or even more who's genetically gifted, like, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Like, you're not going to beat Usain Bolt. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, um, uh, 
God, I fu- I can't stand him. But that's something that Ben Shapiro <laughs> talks about a lot. And I mean, he's right. He's like, you know, the kid that's, you know, five two and one hundred and twenty pounds, like. Not a basketball player. Yeah, you're never going to play NBA. Yeah. Right. Like, there's a very, very slim chance, but, like, yeah. the chance is so slim that I can basically say you're not going to Well, be I mean, we're, we're not created right. equally, right? Right. And that's... Whoa, well, whoa, and, whoa, and whoa, that's... Whoa. that's yeah, whoa, Cameron. That's a little extreme. <laughs> but, no, that's kind of where I'm, I was about to get to is, like, the argument you're making, you could say that about kind of anything, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you should. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, it just all comes back to... Um, you know, as uh, Bookie would say, government bad, taxes evil. <laughs> uh, so ba- basically just this whole thing where, um, you know, the in reality, the, the line that you would draw is it requires a whole lot of nuanced just, like, research and just figuring out where this line is. And then also, and then after that, you have to figure out who meets this line who's above this line who's below this line um so if you were going to you know allow transgenders to participate in women's sports and you were going to have this nuanced way of figuring it out it'd be like way too complicated so what they end up doing is they just say no one's allowed and so uh yeah like in reality there could be a more nuanced system to it but um you know, it's it's tough to figure out where that line is. Well, I think no matter back. what, you're still gonna have that same issue that Bookie brings up, right? No matter no matter how you slice this argument, you're gonna have that issue. So yeah, so yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I guess in a roundabout way, I, I said exactly what you just said. How do you how do you find those lines and how do you define them clearly well, so that there's no interpretation? What I like, I mean, I, I like how you guys introduced this conversation which I thought was really cool because right away you want to say you want to you want to go into the very typical conversation of like yeah females can't you know compete in men's sports or whatever because right. of this reason testosterone blah 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 the same mm-hmm. kind of argument or you could go the other way and say whatever but I like how you guys introduced it in the sense that like it's like okay what how can we really have a conversation about this when we don't believe in the traditional structure as it is right where mm-hmm. where you have schools who dict or dictated by the government about how things should be and shouldn't be right and we're, we're we're back from the perspective where we say you know there should be private schools where you where where you know the collective says oh th- this school should be able to do this and this is the where i'm gonna put my money and interest in sending my kid to school yeah whether or not and then if I want something different, that I could go to this school where I, you know, put my money and so forth, and so I should have the uh, the choice, right? And and how my collective group of people thinks and how they want to do sports in their school, right? Yeah. Um. So that that I think that presents like an interesting perspective on the whole thing because if you actually had that take place, you would find a bunch of different ideas of how it should be done and i think in in some ways and then it's left up to you to decide what you want for your kid or you know what i mean like how you want well it goes back to you get to make that decision right right absolutely yeah i think that's um, and and i think you you would you would find because you'd have so many different options on that that this is the way that it works maybe best Mm -hmm. you would come up with a, a, a creative solution you know what i'm saying because if you just have one way yeah, How do you come I mean, up with solutions? People would uh, 
agree people in regions would would agree on a common solution because you know how can you compete against other teams if you guys don't agree on the rules for who can be on the teams yeah. and things like that so so yeah definitely like little you know groups of schools would pop up that compete against each other and they all right. agree on the rules and things like that so so, so that being said and I, I really enjoyed the way you guys started the conversation but like that dude, are you trying to fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little wet. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Sick out of my gun. All right. So, but that being said, like, if we just go with that idea, right? And like that, like, say that's reality. Yeah. Like, does that make us more? Um, how would I, how do I say this? Does that make us m- more separate as like a as a country and as like a city or whatever wherever we're at does that make us more what is the word i'm looking for no i, I think i think that's yeah a, does that make us more polarized that we say yeah i think yeah i think that's i think you bring up a really good point and yeah. i'm not sure because as I, far as i know it hasn't it doesn't been, happened that way yeah right, it's right. never been I'd, you know i'd find it hard for things to get more polarized that's than also they are now yeah. because i mean the <laughs> I mean, you think about, like, you know, the definition of, you know, polarized and, you know, comes from, like, magnetism. There's two <laughs> there's opposite, two for, opposite yeah. forces, right. and that pretty much describes our political system mm, right does. now. Well, it's and so if you have multiple opposing forces and possibly even, like, collaborating forces that uh, can come up with uh, compromises that everyone can accept and things like that, that would definitely be more beneficial than two. You have two ways of looking at it, and one of them is going to win, and it's yeah. whoever is in power right now. That's the way. So that yeah, win. that's a thing. I think it comes back to the idea that like whoever we want one party to control everything, right? You know, yeah. It's and that's crazy. so interesting that like we want we no want sense. like full control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, whatever it is, our ideology, we want like control over everybody. What? Why? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, it, it's it's interesting, and um, I can't remember. I was reading a book. I I can't remember what book it was. You read a book? Yeah, I don't believe I, it. Was it the Bible? What the fuck, bro? You don't believe I read? Books? I hope so. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but no, it's actually funny you say that because the argument in this book is that it's interesting how, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Cameron. How it's weird how we all. When it comes to politics, it's so, like, personal, and so we want all of the control. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, in America, we live amongst... You go to the grocery store, and you're checking out in line, and you strike up a conversation with the guy behind you, right? He could be a Muslim. He could be a Christian. He could be a Jew. He could be whatever. You don't don't care, right? You just... you, You coexist with so many different religions. Right. And I mean, even sitting here right now, yeah. There's, I mean, I, I, yeah. We all believe in drastically different things, yeah. Yet we can still, like, I understand what you believe. I respect what you believe. Yeah. Same, you know, all the way around the table. You guys should believe what I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, and it's like Unless no you one. Have some delicious Kool Aid I can drink. Then, I'm yeah. Not we'll, talk, we'll talk about. I gotta coffee. say those uh, those wafers you all be handing out. Them bitches are a little stale. <laughs> but uh, or you guys don't do that, do you? Do you guys do that at your church? No, I mean, yeah, we have communion. Yeah, all right. 
I mean, I'll give you a wafer. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that sounds sexual. Okay, I kind of no, like that. It's not. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's he's lying <laughs> But no, it's it, and it's. I think it comes down to the fact that it has to do with your your own freedom, right? Like, yeah. so for instance, you believing what you believe and you practicing what you practice sure. in regards to religion has no real effect on me. I, you know, no real effect on me. It doesn't impede my freedom. It doesn't impede my ability to do what I want to do and live the way I want to live. But when it comes to politics, it, I, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really like it, like it does, but it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like most of these, yeah, like day to day stuff. Yeah. Like, but, but it it's could. just, yeah, but it could. And it could. I think that's why, yeah. but your, yeah, your so... intent when you go to the voting booth and you submit exactly. your vote is to, you know, exercise, your, way of life exercise your will onto someone else. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why politics has this really unique way of being so polarizing, like we're talking about. Yeah. But I wanted to circle back to what you were saying about how um, how you were saying, do you think that having multiple different – I mean, we were talking about it in the sense of schools, but if you extrapolate that up into communities and you have these different communities that live how they want to live kind of in the – you know, like you said earlier, the – air quotes libertarian dystopia yeah and you you know you were utopia. saying yeah you, yeah utopia <laughs> i'm sorry um uh but you were saying do you think that would make us more polarized as a nation right. and i don't i this is how i think i that I, this is how i see it playing out i would think that more people would invest in their own communities and invest their time and energy into their own communities rather than fighting these endless and uphill battles of, you know, fighting the federal government to be able to live the way that you want to live. Right. So if you have, you know, like Malice always talks about, a national divorce where we kind of just separate as a country, Mm. I think we would see more... I I mean, I I guess you could argue the same way that it would you would just divulge into another split at some point, right? right. But I, I think I, I really think that if they were if there were multiple communities, I think people would invest more time and energy into building their own community rather than fighting the other community. Mm-hmm. You know, you, does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's a good point. And there's no way of knowing if that's actually how it would work out. Well, because we never tried I, it. I think yeah. it actually is a lot <laughs> exactly. easier because easier know, easier to what to, believe, to like to believe what you just said, right? Okay, because. I think because I'm always right that and because I think I mean I don't know, who knows what the number is but let's just say 80 to 90 percent of America doesn't get involved in politics right and they just do what you just said they're in their own community I if they, I'm not wrong I think it's over half of people don't vote so no no you're right yeah yeah you're yeah. right so it's like I mean it, yeah it's a huge yeah. chunk of but America even, like, yeah only what like 160 involved. million people I think voted in this past election yeah and that there was almost the most 300 million ever. people yeah but so. that's just like voting, which is like, but to get like to vote is like the big thing, right? To get beyond that, which is like get involved with like what's going mm-hmm. on day to day politics. Obviously, that's even after not like right. larger people don't even get involved with that. They just are involved with their community, right? Wait, you don't mean reposting shit on social media <laughs> is getting involved, Bookie? Uh, yeah, that's activism. Yeah, um, I've been posting so many memes, just trying to change the world. Yeah, yeah. Chris with his black square, <laughs> <laughs> blackout Wednesday or whatever it was. Yeah. But I, I think again that that does happen where people are involved with their own community, they're doing their own thing, you know, with their 
either with it's with their own church. Um, well, that's what I didn't want to cut you off, but that's exactly what I was going to say. You see that in religion a lot. Yeah, but you yeah. don't see you don't see. Uh, well, I guess you do, and you know other parts of the country. But yeah, or I mean, you don't world. you don't see. Uh, for instance, you take a Baptist church in the community, and whatever other denomination church, you don't see them arguing each other and trying to change the other church into the, the church. You know what I mean? Like, are you th- saying are you saying a temple doesn't go and attack? Uh, a mosque here in the United States <laughs> on the daily. <laughs> Wait, is this the episode where we're going to get into Middle Eastern politics? Uh, we so. did say it was. <laughs> we did say it was the third episode. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Finish your point. Yeah. Um, no, and, and you're right. It doesn't happen. But yeah, it, yeah. I think I, I think that's. I mean, that, that was kind of the end of my point. It's just you you don't see it with religions, and that's. I don't know if it's because there's multiple of them and they're a little bit smaller, and the people there genuinely care. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think if there were two religions in this country, you'd see the exact same thing we see with politics. I right. agree. Yeah. So, I, 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 I don't know. That's, I don't a, good, that's a good, that's an interesting yeah. point. Yeah. Interesting point, you know? And also, like, you know, collectively, they come up with, like, creative solutions, I think, sometimes, you know? Like, like okay, like, there's a poor community in our, or a poor area in our community. Well, let's go, like, feed them or whatever or donate yeah. to this certain thing. And, and they, they collectively... You know, however you feel about tithes or whatever, but like they they collectively like raise the money and go do that thing, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, I think the important thing to know is collectively, but voluntarily. Right. Good point. Yes. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and based on principle. So wait, are religions libertarians? Or are they socialists? Or are they socialists? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, or... they can't be socialists because it's voluntarily. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's why That's why I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you don't have to be there. Yeah. You don't have to invest your time. In but you the... also could say some of them are like a sort of a dictatorship. <laughs> like if you're thing, not here, but... you're going to hell type of thing. Like anything. Once <laughs> yeah. someone gets enough power, they can just run with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but it's still voluntary. Yeah, of course. Right. You, leave you don't wrong. have to be there. Unless yeah. you're in... South there. America with a guy with Kool Aid. <laughs> still, still Jim, didn't have Jim to be. Jones. Oh, I guess you yeah. get stuck there. Yeah, he got kind of, he kind of stuck you there. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize too with that whole thing is they always say, oh, drink the Kool Aid, and everybody was like, no, they were like stuck there, yeah. like yeah. they they couldn't leave. They're in the middle yeah. of the woods. Yeah, it, no, I mean, in also the there, were, there were there were guards and things like that. You know, yeah, Yo, I'm mean, gonna be completely honest. I don't know what the fuck we're talking uh, about. Right? Oh, the, he has lost Jim Jones. Quick. We're talking yeah. about Jim Jones. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. But oh, no. oh, dr- oh, drink the... Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I was like, yeah. wait, what? And so he got all those people there, yeah. right? I mean, because they believed in him and stuff he was saying. Yeah. Whatever. He was charismatic and he appealed to them. But when they were there, a lot of people realized that, like, this is not okay. He kind of <laughs> lost his mind there. Yeah. You know? And, like, they, like, wanted to leave, but they couldn't, they couldn't leave because, yeah. like, there's guys walking around with machine guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people make their, make their like, oh, drink the Kool-Aid and everybody, you know? They were, like, all persuaded to do this. And, sure, there was some people like that, but there was a lot of people who were, like... I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, how do I get out of here? Yeah. Like, this is not good. Like, I'm recognizing that, you know... We're not in a good situation. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there's people with machine guns. He's, like, screaming at people and so on. But that, that's mm. beside the point. I said, wait, they got machine guns there? Is this guy still so, around? Can well, I go they, get no, a machine gun? Oh, he's definitely not they, around. Where was it? In Nicaragua? Is <laughs> no, that where it happened? Somewhere in Central America. Yeah, he took... I don't know where exactly he took him, but he took him to... I, it was like the <clears> north <throat> of South America. Yeah. I, mean, I can't remember. I think it was Nicaragua. But yeah, it was, it was a wild event, but a lot of people make the assumption that, like, 
Yeah. They didn't Everybody recognize... Everybody was there voluntarily. Yeah, and, and yeah. They, they were, like, just totally stupid, like, religious people, and some of them were, but a lot of them uh, yeah, recognized... Yeah, I'm sure a lot of them started to realize at the end there what was They did, they did, and they didn't have anywhere to go. That was the problem. Mm. And they were kind of, like, forced to do the things that... Whatever. Thinking of some new scenery, a quick getaway, not enough shit, piss, and famine in our streets... Well, today's sponsor, North Korea Air, has just set up a direct flight to its sister state, Florida. Use the code Politics on the Rocks to get twenty percent off your second seat. Extra fee per each baggage and personal weight over eighty pounds. Here at Politics on the Rocks, we took a company trip over to North Korea to see the sights. We stayed with a lovely family, the Rangs. Great family, husband, wife, and three adorable kids. They showed us the sights, cooked us on square, <laughs> cooked us <laughs> one square meal a day and never had us wanting. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, we're going to pass that part. No, <laughs> no one's perfect. <laughs> and near the end of our trip, Mrs. Rang got a little glib on the topic of America, Middle East relations. We let it go as it was our last day. The morning we departed, we played a quick game of Frisbee with the kids. As we departed and took in the scenery in one last time, we saw through the increasingly fogged windows of our car, the Rangs, all five up against the side of a house as the North Korean army slammed them in line one by one. The ringing of shots, screams, and tears could be heard as we drove back to the airport as the faint killing death shots of the Rangs were put to justice for speaking out against the state and their government. This final scene that witnessed and and cause solidified that even though we were in North Korea, it felt just like home in Florida. <laughs> yes, we told on the ranks to North Korean military, and we would do it again. Don't forget to use the promo code for 20% off. Well, I just realized we're at an hour and 43 minutes. So uh, to wrap up, a couple of you wanted us to talk about um, the overturning... Well, partial overturning of the assault weapons ban in California. And um, a couple of you wanted us to kind of talk about the uh, the, Fauci e- the Fauci emails. So, uh, Fauci. yeah, so, so for those of you who don't follow or pay attention to gun rights stuff, um, gun, gun policy did this, right? It was firearms coalition? Firearms yeah. Coalition. Yeah, so gun policy, for those of you who don't, you know, you know my my Republican friends who still support the NRA, uh, fuck the NRA for one. All they do is fear monger for uh, donations and more subscriptions. Um, they haven't done fuck all in the past ten years, so stop spending your money there. Um, if you want to donate money to any sort of Second Amendment advocacy group, politics on the rocks. Yeah, po- well, yeah, no, don't don't give us money. We'll do something dumb with it. But no, gun policy and. Is it firearms? Co- uh, firearms policy coalition. Fire- they're the same. They're the same, right? Uh, yeah, like umbrellas I believe of each the other. Same, yeah, yeah. So they just won a lawsuit, or I don't think it was a law. Yeah, it was a lawsuit that mm-hmm. went to the Supreme Court, and the Ninth Circuit yes. Court, the Ninth Circuit Court, which is the uh, federal judge, yeah, the federal the- courts that handle you know California or Southern California, I believe, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, the, or is it all of California? I, yeah, I think it's most of California. Yeah. It's like a section of the country. Right. I, it's it's like in, the, that's out west. The northwest. Yeah. Yeah. It, either northwest or southwest. Yeah. Regardless, sure. it was in California, which 
I'm sure most of our listeners know, is a very, very anti-Second Amendment state. But the judge ruled that the assault weapon ban, which... It's about 34 years old, I think. Yep, now. 34 years old. Uh, it Its main purpose was to target the the most popular firearm in the country, the AR-15, as many of you are familiar with. Um, it was ruled that the assault weapon ban in California was unconstitutional. Woo! Woo. Huge <laughs> win. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. After 34 years. So, And just remember, the NRA didn't do this. Gun policy did. Um, the only caveat is that there's a 30-day stay on it. Mm-hmm. So... It's there's a lot of speculation that it's gonna get appealed and it's gonna it's probably gonna be overturned and well the, the state's gonna try to fight it back right well, yeah yeah the, yeah, yeah I so, mean they're gonna put the state of California is gonna put everything they can into getting this back onto the books um, and it's been pretty clear Gavin Newsom came out just very aggressive against it as soon as it happened right um, so yeah it's not it's not a done battle yet. And the, you know, vast majority of speculation uh, seems to think that it's uh, probably going to be overturned. Right. But, you know, it's, nonetheless, uh, it's a win for now. Right. Nonetheless, I think it's super cool to see this sort of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Advocacy mm. uh, work. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's nice to see just a oh, gun rights general. organization like uh, – Firearms Policy Coalition that actually takes your money and uses it to, like, in the court fight room. in the courts. Yeah. And, which cool. is, you know, that's Important. not... As, as libertarians, we don't really give shit about the courts that much. True. But, <laughs> but, but it's, it's the way nice, we have to deal with things. Yeah, that's right. the reality we live in. Uh, you know, you have to uh, fight for these, these rights in the courts. And um, this organization actually takes your money and uses it to fight for your rights, unlike... Right. The NRA. Which well, and and just to kind of jump back to what you were saying, we we wouldn't be so against it if it wasn't so corrupt, right? I mean, yeah, the NRA. <laughs> yeah, well, no, just the courts in general. Oh, oh okay. yeah. you know what I mean. Like we're against the courts because there's so much corruption and so much money involved that yeah. that they don't work the way that you know they should. Right. But you know that yeah. I, I, and it goes, I digress. And yeah. it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with just you know Yeah, having you, the government have monopoly on these things. They get to decide what a whole swath of the country does. Right. You know, yeah. They get to decide what you do. Yeah, I guess, I guess I shouldn't say we disagree with it only because of that, but that is you know mm-hmm. that is a, a contributing factor to why we disagree with it. But yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um not really too much else to talk about in regards to that. Yeah. I mean, I guess hold off on taking those fin grips off. Um, no, nah, fuck it. Take them off. Fuck the Fed. <laughs> Do what you want. Live how you want. Just don't be an idiot about it. That's yeah, I mean, advice. we don't live in California, so put those flash hiders on there. Put those 30-round magazines in there. Yep. Take that bullet button off. That's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> no, the only thing I would have, like, <laughs> like a quick 30-second like, thing to say is, like, if you're liberty-minded or even, like, in general, just like right now in California, they're in knee deep in shit right now. And if like right now, <laughs> Gavin Newsom's main thing is to fight back against, against this gun control instead <laughs> of trying to get his state yeah. back to a working order. Yeah, it's pretty telling. That should be something that like people should be like outraged, outraged, advocating about, and like bringing to the front and attention in but, California to be like, hey, 
Maybe we should get restaurants open again and like bring back like people and clean up all these fucking homeless people yeah, that are and just destroying like gun, our cities. But gun violence is a national emergency, yeah, Bucky. Of course. Mm. But like I, I think most fair people point, would, point. would agree like <laughs> just in general right now is like, hey, put pressure on him. Like he's just a when it comes down to it, politicians no matter what are public servants. Yes, they have a lot of like things they can hide behind. But like Gavin Newsom squirmed when people started signing the order to yeah, he did. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that again, was amazing. Like right now, if he's going to put more attention to getting that, you're, you're talking about the recall. Vote? Yeah, the recall for yeah. Newsom. Yeah, like if he's going to work more towards that than trying to get his city uh, back up and running to where people can have good lives that are good. Like, yeah, I mean we have we've em. seen we've seen the videos of what California cities look like. Um, Disgusting. Yeah, it's not great. Venice Beach looks like a homeless camp. It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it is for I've been there. All I, purposes. A bunch of my buddies live there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry for your buddies. That's yeah. fucking <laughs> tough. Oh, you're homeless buddies. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was there. Oh, wait, I forgot we got to talk to I was there yeah, one yeah, time, yeah. man. Chill, chill with that for tonight. We'll cut that part yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I was there one time, and I was on, like, one of those, like, scooters, you know, those electric scooters. Mm-hmm. And it died. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I no. didn't have my phone on me, so I was kind of, like, relying on other people to, like, open them up with their phone. And there was, like, none around. There was one scooter around. And it was under a guy who was... <laughs> uh, dude, this is the strangest moment in my life. Oh, my gosh. It was under a guy who was sitting on, like, like bleachers. Like, in Ven- on Venice Beach, right? And he had, like, a pair of shorts on that were real short. Women's underwear, a tank top, and a luchador mask. I'm you sh- are you sure that wasn't me? <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to get a little, little, little messed up on the bourbon and end up in some <laughs> strange situations. Yeah, dude, things happen. And, and so he was on, a, he was on a bleacher, and he was like uh, convulsing because he was obviously on some sort of drug. Yeah, and the the scooter was right underneath him, and I'm like, I gotta get that scooter. You got it. Well, I was like, I was in a situation where I'm like, you had it. You I had, had to, to, ha- you I had to, to risk it. my life or become a homeless person in Venice. You so, had to fight the boss, dude. <laughs> boss yeah. with the women's underwear and the luchador mask. That's it, dude. I just, the boss. <laughs> I mean, I ran up. He's the final homeless. I grabbed it. Boss. I just ran, man. Dude, I that's I, gave you I didn't want to get props, eat, I didn't want to get eaten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to get attacked. A, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that guy was going on. There's some wild shit going on in California. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. Man. Well, so uh, congratulations, California, for your small win. Yeah, hopefully it stays big and continues. Yeah, man, I really hope so because you guys have been living in. Yeah, some like RP communated. Yeah. Anyway, but so Fauci, probably, yeah. Fauci emails. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I was gonna say, we could probably save that for later episode at this point. Yeah. Yeah, we're at that time, aren't we? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Whoever wanted to hear the Fauci emails, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> go maybe, look them up. They're all like a paragraph long. Maybe next week. Pretty yeah. much just says a bunch of uh, stuff we already knew, but uh, the media conveni- conveniently ignored this whole time. So. But that's the idea of this thing, right? Is that, like, there's a lot of us that can't, like, we have jobs and we're busy. So the idea of the podcast is that we can kind of give you the rundown of what's happening in the city and locally. You can listen to it. You can enjoy it. It's easy listening and fun. So we hope you guys enjoy it, man. Yeah. Yeah. If we we do the research so you don't have to. And by research, we mean barely look at it. <laughs> <laughs> And if you listen to this with one hand, we completely understand. <laughs> one hand? 
I don't know what he's talking about. And we'll, uh, and on that note, imagination on nope, that. on that note, thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye. See you later. Kept my virtue just the same So I could offer to my love A bride he could be proud of I was sure